happy Star Wars month. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And I'm Kevin Tracy. And joining us again is uh, our good friend, Ben. Say hello, Ben. Hi, I'm Ben. Hello there. <laughs> so, so we're not... I, oh my god, we're not even at that movie yet. I know, I, I, know. Just, I have to say it every time. So, uh, Kevin, what do we do on this podcast? Uh, we talk about movies and pick them apart scene by scene and just talk about all the funny stuff and break it down to the point of... Could this actually happen in real life? And speaking of funny stuff, we're continuing uh, Star Wars Month with Attack of the Clones, which, Woo! which you know, is we talked about this last time. There's like a, de- I feel like universally this is considered to be the worst Star Wars. I don't know if if the sequels are in this, but in general, well, of, of of the prequels, of the prequels is, is definitely yeah. considered to be the worst. I saw that conversation, people like on Facebook being like, I mean. I wouldn't say Last Jedi was the worst because Attack of the Clones exists. <laughs> but like, I... It's like, ouch. Re- I mean, the yeah. Clone Wars movie also exists. That one, I, yeah. I didn't have a huge issue with. It was just very I mean, catered all, for that's kids. That's all there is to say about it. It exists. It was just, yeah, it's like... I, it, it, yeah. Made, it, it made up for itself with the show. It was fine. It was just the beginning of... It was just starting... The kickoff to the show basically and it was very very much catered for kids way like the first season of clone wars kind of did that but this was like way more it's obviously they hadn't hit their stride with the style and tone and everything yet yeah it 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 took a minute but once it did it it took off and took a life of its own yeah yeah um but rewatching attack of the clones i i think i also said this last time I've like a first upon watching the the first time I watched the prequels, I'm like, oh, Phantom Menace was way worse because Kevin, you had said how each film in a sense does get better. And I realized also last time I started to say it and then I got just I started distracted by everything we were saying (laughs) Um, um, when we the first time I was watching the prequels. So Kevin and I were watching them together and uh your roommate frank walked by and he said i think one of the best insults uh about the star wars or the prequels specifically i'd ever heard he said watching the prequels is like ripping off a band-aid where the band-aid is duct tape and the adhesive is sandpaper (laughs) (laughs) which is such a burn (laughs) and such a yeah it's (laughs) such a brutal thing to say about anything i mean i don't 100% 100% agree with that, but I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with a burden that that severe. I think this movie was, uh, because obviously it, it still has a lot of world building. And I think overall, there's just a lot of things that I kind of, they just mention that I think we should be seeing. And then there's a lot of things that this is going on for too long. I don't need to see this. And it, it was, I, I this was such a long movie. I like forgot how long this movie was. I kept, I'm like, God, there's 40 minutes left. How? Yeah. They, <laughs> they get progressively longer as I went on. I, 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 for some reason I kept forgetting that. Mainly it's the ending. Like, I think the battle before they fight, uh, Count Dooku went on for a little bit too long. I'm like, yep, there's a, war starting we've we've established this like three minutes ago it just it went on for way too long um but i think they're like i said this there's a this is still a fun movie 
Um, especially. Oh yeah, the no, I, 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 pretty much like when I was watching it, I basically just kept fast forwarding to all the scenes with Ewan McGregor because he, for me, he carried this movie. Yeah. Like watching his like investigation of doing all of the uh, like you know tracking down Django Fett and then going to Camino and like doing all these he's basically like getting the movie going <laughs> right whereas um Anakin is basically just like being like very uh creepily clingy towards Padme <laughs> to the point where it's like I I get that you've never done this before dude but I mean this is just this is just sad. Basically, um, Obi-Wan is, you know, investigating who is trying to kill Padme while Anakin and Padme are living out a, like, a romance novel, pretty much. Like, it, I... Basically, I, yeah. I, That was, um... That, that's the thing with this, is um, we've never... There have been romances, like, Leia and Han we're kind of almost a rom-com romance like they're you know opposites and that's what and obviously they're both very entertaining and so it was fun to kind of watch them grow to like each other whereas this was a trying to be a big giant intense passionate romance and it was i don't really i mean i'm not against that i'm kind of a sucker for that but it was just um there was times where i'm like really are you are you kidding me this is unnecessary this is kind of ridiculous um but yeah i agree obi-wan ewan mcgregor is kind of the glue that holds these movies together and yeah seriously and hayden christensen this is when we're first seeing obviously hayden christensen portraying anakin because it takes 10 years after uh phantom menace and there's it was weird because there were a couple of scenes so first of all obviously we talked about this last time there were a lot there was a lot of backlash about things in phantom menace or the prequels in general and hayden was obviously because i mean jar jar was toned down so much in this movie and yeah they, <laughs> he's he only has like a couple scenes but one of them is so vitally important yes. that it it kind of well i mean we'll, we'll get into that later but um that still kind of carried into the darth jar jar well, theory fun fact but they toned it down de- yeah the working title for this movie was jar jar's big adventure <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that could have been the title uh, for the last that's right movie, up there though. with a yeah that's right up there with caravan of courage and ewok <laughs> adventure <laughs> Um, but in, in this movie, obviously Hayden Christensen got some of the backlash about his portrayal, but there are quite a few people that really love his performance. And like, I, I remember seeing something on YouTube. Um, I, cause I found a couple of like interviews that he did. Um, one was like from 10 years ago and a couple were from like promoting, I think one was from promoting Revenge of the Sith, but um, like he's not a insanely charismatic person. He's kind of no. mellow, um, maybe a little shy, but and I mean I'm not gonna hold that against him. Like whatever, that's his personality. But um, I think also a lot of his acting seems to be because there was 
moments throughout the movie where I'm like, I'm like, okay, I have no, his performance here I think is actually pretty good. Right here I think it's pretty good. Or this I'll be like, I don't, I can't tell if this is good or not. <laughs> like, a lot of his acting is very much in his, it's weird. Like, I feel like sometimes his voice, it feels like it's holding back. I don't know how to explain it. There were just these, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, there were these couple yeah. things. The, 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 yeah, there, there's a couple times where it feels like his voice is kind of wavering. And he's, and he's kind of holding back all this emotion, but I feel like it, it, that's kind of the notes he was given. Yes, yes. and Because, yeah. like, you know, he's supposed to, like, he's a Jedi. He's not supposed to act on his emotions. He's supposed to act purely on instinct and logic and reason. And um, uh, I, I think that was an intentional note he yes. was given by George Lucas in order to uh, kind of give off that portrayal that we're, we're seeing in with him of that's why he's kind of acting in a, the, the, the main critique that I, I saw was um, very stiff or, or um, not all a lot of a wide range of emotion, but it's like, that's what the Jedi do. They don't, they're not supposed to act on emotion. Yeah. Yeah. So when he, but when, he, but later on in the movie, when he's like having like the outrage of like, I killed them all, not just the men, but the women and the children too. Like that's a very emotional yes, scene. That's the scene. And that's why that is the exact yeah, scene I was talking, thinking about. Yes. Yeah. And, and like, that's like, that's why that's probably like one of like his best scenes, like acting wise, because it's like one of the first few times we see like a huge, burst and uh outrage of emotion from him because that was such a raw uh scene for him to deal with because you know i just bought my mother just died in my arms and i just massacred an entire village like with with no remorse whatsoever and now he is he's opened up the floodgates to to padme so it's like yeah no it makes sense for him to be flat and then just kind of like release all of what he's been feeling up until that point. See, it's funny because that's that one of those scenes where I couldn't tell if this was, I'm like, I, I was in between on whether this is really well performed or not. And I think like I kind of said, like it, uh, part of it was his voice, which I know sounds weird, but like you have to watch the movie. I don't know how to explain it quite. It feels like it's holding back, but mm-hmm. uh, particularly Anakin's written in a very I feel like Anakin himself has actually written kind of I think George Lucas it was very clear it's very Anakin is very clear like George Lucas very clearly knew exactly what kind of person Anakin is because throughout the movie uh Obi-Wan's concern about Anakin is he's very um arrogant and cocky and he is and he's very much like you know oh he's he's uh uh, stifling me he doesn't think I'm he, he I'm ready to take the trial he's holding me yeah, back like and there are the times where he's doing this weird little like there are moments where he's acting I feel like he's acting younger than he did in Phantom Menace and then there's times where like in that scene in particular I was in de- the reason I'm in debate was because I felt like all the emotion in his face like him holding back his emotion was like I that was it was like I can't tell if this is great or not great and i think you kind of made the point i think it is actually pretty good yeah uh any any notes on that ben do you kind of agree with like hayden christensen's kind of portrayal of anakin or, or for the most part yeah how, yeah Since he kind of did I, the I best remember... with what he was given best he could with what he was given yeah yeah um there's 
that's that's the other thing. So I I didn't double check this, but I had I had heard this a long time ago that apparently Leonardo DiCaprio. This is again like late '90s, early 2000s, or this came out in like 2002. So they probably shot this like 2000, 2001. Um, but it was shot before 2001. Um, okay, because Ewan McGregor was in Black Hawk Down, which came out in 2001, and he recorded scenes for that after this. That's Okay, that's funny because I had, I've seen behind the scenes stuff of how um, right before, because they shot this, a lot of it was in Australia and I think maybe London, but I know Australia for a lot of it. And apparently um, Ewan McGregor right before this was doing Moulin Rouge on the same soundstage. And that was one of those movies where everything kept going wrong to the point where the where the production <laughs> actually had to think it had to get pushed back the um release date and they were getting i think getting so far behind and attack the clones was a bright was just about to shoot and i mainly was just like holy crap so within like a within maybe like three years he and i guess now i now know black hawk down but in a span of three years he did a musical and two star wars movies and a and a war movie. Military like, movie, like, yeah. Holy crap, that is so much work. Like, I was... Well, I, I, I feel like that was kind of like the same with, like, um Orlando Bloom, because he did all the Lord of the Rings movies, and then he did, like, pretty much, like, right after that, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I mean, I'm sure there was, like, a pretty decent gap between them, but, I mean, that's... When they came out. A very taxing... Yeah, yeah that's a very taxing schedule. Yeah. Um, But, anyway, apparently... Leonardo DiCaprio I had heard was almost was either offered the role I think he was offered the role and he declined and he definitely um auditioned I have the list of everyone who auditioned in front of me also and I remember thinking there there are moments we'll kind of get into as we move forward but there are moments in this where I'm like this dialogue isn't sometimes it's the way it's delivered and sometimes the dialogue itself is not the best, but I kind of stand by, I thought this, like, I don't think if Leonardo DiCaprio was casted, I don't think the movie itself would have been like tremendously better. It might've been a little better because it still would have been a, uh, iffy script. Um, cause good acting. I've, I mean, we've all probably seen movies with uh, decent actors and not the best story or script to work with. And, I mean, I've seen actors do pretty decent things with not best, not the great, not great material. So I kind of think like, I, I don't know how, I think it would have helped it, but I don't think it would have helped it in the same amount. And also, I also do, I am kind of in the middle performance wise. I kind of can't see anybody else playing Anakin. Yeah, like that, that's kind of like how I feel with um, uh, Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Because I remember, I think Tom Selleck was auditioned oh for that God. role as well <laughs> uh there was there's a there's a couple other actors but i, I remember thomas Selleck being the, the most notable of that but it was just when, when you hear like all these different like casting choices as opposed to what we actually have and, and who they cast it it is it's so hard to kind of pull back and think of how the movie could have been differently had those actors been cast instead of who we got uh, like, could you could you imagine Tom Selleck in as Harrison Ford rather than that's super than, weird to think uh, about. That, 
Yeah, because like I don't really think Tom Selleck is kind of like a, a smarmy, smartass kind of character. character. Yeah, because like Harrison Ford's like he's very much a smartass, and Tom Selleck, I, to be fair, I've only seen like a handful of like roles that he's been in, like um, but I I don't really see him as like like the smartass kind of yes, scrappy uh, uh, <laughs> bad boy. He he always kind of seems to be kind of like play by the rules kind of character. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that's kind of like a typecasted thing that he's been in. But again, I've only seen a handful of things that he's been in, so I'm not the biggest authority on on Tom yeah. Selleck. But yeah, seeing anyone else other than Hayden Christensen being Anakin, I feel like would have completely changed the role and the course of yeah. these movies. And yeah. Um, so let's kind of get into it. So the whole movie, I, I said this in Phantom Menace and this time there's like a couple of scenes where I just seem to like completely forget. And this one, I completely, I know, okay, Obi-Wan and Anakin are good, are tasked with protecting, uh, Padme, at least in the very beginning. Oh yeah. After, yeah. After she almost got firebombed. And she like her flight, her, and so her plane lands, there's an explosion, her decoy dies. Oh, spaceship. And yeah. No, it just looks like a plane. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. and, of, and of course, it's all chrome. Yep. And, and, and uh, was it the same every... captain from the last movie? No, it's a, it's a different captain. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm like... You can a, tell he's... because he's got an eye patch. <laughs> like... No, that's Panaka. Okay, it is the same person. Yeah. I'm like, he, they he's look her similar. guard captain. He's her captain of the guard or whatever, or head of security. Oh, he was in the first he, movie. I thought he was a, just head of the security yeah. of like feed in the first one, and then this guy in this one was like her personal bodyguard. I thought it was two different characters. Are you looking it up? Yeah, it got real quiet all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, yeah. So the decoy dies and. Then you know the chancellor's like no, and she's like this isn't that serious. It's like, um, it's, what? It's like, yeah, several people died. <laughs> um, it's pretty serious, but I think what's um funny is actually hang on, sorry, I got messed up. Okay. What? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, she's not at all. She's not doesn't seem to be taking this seriously. But what I didn't understand is. Why? Okay, so she's going to the Senate because she's a senator now. She's going to. It's a what like in Congress about whether they should make a army of the Republic because this is pre Clone Wars and there's like you know some systems are trying to separate from the Republic, the Separatists. And I didn't understand why specifically she was being targeted. Why wasn't anybody else? Because she was like the like one of like the key senators of like the loyalist committee that was like in charge of the vote leading a creation of a grand army, which I feel like kind of contradicts her roles in the Clone Wars TV show where she's constantly trying to run bills and stuff that was (laughs) either advocating negotiations to end the war or cut military spending. So that way, what I didn't understand. Yeah. It it, it just felt like it was going back and forth, but I mean, her, her, um, intentions are pretty clear in, in this movie. Um, 
it eventually kind of like changes to the point where it's like, okay, th- I feel like this war's gone on long enough. It, we're clearly getting nowhere because the entire war just is a constant stalemate. They, yeah. they just keep trading systems back and forth. It's like as soon as like the Republic takes a system, the Separatists take another one because you know Palpatine's playing both sides. Um, it, it's engineered to be an unwinnable war. Yeah. Except for except for him, but I mean, no one knows that at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her and like a few other senators, like Bail Organa and um, a, a couple other um, senators. I'm, I'm sorry, Basil Oregano, as you <laughs> recognize him. Um, I know. <laughs> are are trying to create an army because so many separatists, like thousands of worlds, have left and are now forming their own uh, separatists, like the Confederacy of Independent Systems, led by Count Dooku, who was a former Jedi. So it's like, oh, this is kind of alarming. And also, I got attacked. We definitely need an army. <laughs> so, which, okay. Which kind of begs the question, what was the standing military force of the Republic prior to this? Because if they don't have an army at this point, then how exactly were they keeping everything in check because it couldn't have just been the Jedi this entire time. That seems grossly irresponsible. And I think I said this last time in our, in our, in our previous episode of like, I, I know that they had like a police force presence on Coruscant and I guess each world had like a similar type of like small man- militia, like what Basically, Naboo had yeah. or, or, so, or some kind of like police force, but it's like, so was each planet kind of just governing themselves militarily or was there like an, a, a standing kind of recruitment call for um, an army that kind of represented the, the galactic uh, republic as a whole rather than just an individual system? Well, the republic had gotten to the point where it didn't need a standing army because there was no one to fight against. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose that makes sense. But I mean, even just like a standing army, I feel like have it and need have it and not need it then need it and not have it seems kind of the way that a government should go i feel like yeah i guess and even but even mace and even mace windu says to uh i think i think it's yeah it was in this movie wasn't in phantom mess where he says yeah. to palpatine like thing is like we're stretched thin but also we're not soldiers we're peacekeepers yeah, we're keepers of the peace, not soldiers. We can do I, I so like much. How, <laughs> I, I like how in that same scene, Gaudi Mundi is all like, uh, like Padme just straight up like says like, like Count Dooku tried to kill me. It's like we have zero evidence to support that. And Gaudi Mundi, the Conehead character, if, if you don't know who I'm talking about, Sam, is that uh, um, wait, is that sorry, is that Palpatine's like guy? sidekick or... no 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 no, no, no. The, oh the, oh the, no no, the no okay yeah yeah okay yeah, but what yeah. about the droid attack on the wookies yeah that guy <laughs> we'll get to that later <laughs> okay uh yeah because but yeah yeah, he, yeah he basically says like i was like oh it's like palpatine he's a political idealist not a murderer and i've seen so many compilations on youtube of him playing that saying that line uh, like that clip uh, taken out of the movie, and then it just shows a compilation of like all the people that Dooku just blatantly murders in the Clone Wars TV show. And I think they played to like Mr. Blue Sky, and it's, it's hilarious because he just kills so many people just um, blatantly yeah. out of nowhere for no. For like, he's Dooku. Complete, yeah, because he's Dooku, but it's like he's a political idealist, not a murderer. So, it's okay. like, 
No, no, I, I think he is a murderer. He, he totally was. Two? And I also want to... Yeah. So, so, sorry, one more no, thing. Yeah, go. I, I, I just want to point out how convolutedly and unnecessarily complicated Padme's assassination was. So, Uh-oh. Palpatine... Oh, this, the, the first one or the second one? No, just in general, oh, okay. how, how the whole thing was organized. So, Palpatine realized that she's trying to lead, like... Like create an army. It's like, oh no, wait, that's too soon. So he tells Dooku, "Is like, hey, I need you to kill Padme." So he hires a, so he hires another guy, Jango Fett, to go and kill her. Who then hires another bounty hunter to go and kill her. <laughs> who then gives the job to a droid that just drops bugs. So in all fairness, it's like six different people in charge so, of killing her. I'm gonna throw a wrench in your theory there, Kevin. I don't think yeah. it's canon anymore. Jango wasn't hired to kill um, Padme. Uh, Zam Wessel was. And Jango oh, okay. was just there to follow her. Keep an okay. Eye her. I know, but it's still, that was just so funny when it's just like, it's like Palpatine hired this guy, who then delegated it down, <laughs> who then delegated it down, who delegated it down so far that it's literally just in the hands of these two fucking centipedes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'm not going to take the fall for this. <laughs> yeah um it's like uh this is what i get for quitting the union <laughs> but back to that yeah back to that scene where they're like uh you know padme you're trying people are trying to kill you this is serious um two things one so was what's the jedi's name is it luminara luminaire there's Lu- there's luminara and dually and our padawan barris was okay in that's what i was like is that barris <laughs> Yes, Barris is in this movie. I loved Barris, and then I hate Barris now, <laughs> um, for reasons. We'll get into that uh, later yeah. next 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 year. <laughs> but um, but I was I was like, oh my god, it's just it's it's funny to because I obviously haven't seen these since finishing the Clone Wars series, so it's kind of like, oh, heh, you. Um, but uh, this was my other this was my another big issue I had with this movie was Dooku should have been and i said this about with maul except i feel like it was even worse in this movie dooku should have been way more of a presence because they say like in the you know in the text in the beginning the mysterious count dooku and then they kind of just mention him oh yeah he used to be a jedi uh it's not his nature blah 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 and yeah there's no evidence to support that he is trying to kill her but like there's no there's no evidence for or against like, why aren't yeah. we seeing him? I just didn't like that he didn't... He showed up two-thirds into the movie. He, an hour and 16 minutes into a two-hour and 20-minute long Yeah, movie. and I'm just like... Yeah. I feel like... I, I like how you had the timestamp for that, Ben. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I did, you, you asked me to join you on this this afternoon, and I was at work, so I haven't had time to watch the movie, so I just have <laughs> trivia pulled up. I, you know what? All for you, man. I respect that. But um, it just... Why wasn't he seen? And I, get, I don't know if it cut back and forth. If I like, if we also just saw the separatists, or if we saw that movement, like a little bit, just because it just seemed, Dooku seemed completely irrelevant to this movie, even though he's incredibly important because yeah. he's barely in this movie. And he's played by like a very Lee. yeah, he's played by <laughs> Christopher Lee. Like probably hell? like yeah, he's played by. Probably like one of my favorite actors, <laughs> like Christopher he just, Lee. He was, like, he was, yeah, like Christopher Lee, the man that James Bond is based off of. Wait, really? Yes. <laughs> what? His co- his cousin Ian Fleming said on record that he wrote James Bond 
based off of his cousin, Christopher Lee. There are so many things. There's so many awesome badass trivia moments of Christopher Lee. I kind of want to dedicate an entire episode to him and just his his entire filmography page. Like, this man is an icon. He needs to be celebrated more. And, yeah, he should have been in this movie more. Like, even if it, yeah. like, give us a reason for us to assume it's not him. Just, like, they're, you know, like, oh, it's not him. It's like, okay, well, why? Like, I just wish we saw something of the Separatist movement because it was just very much in the background. And yeah. the whole focus of the movie is who's trying to kill Padme while Anakin's trying to protect Padme. And that that is very much the what's going on. Yeah, because... And yeah, I, I totally agree because whenever when we do eventually see the Separatists along the same time as when we first see Dooku, it's just them talking about bad guy stuff. It's like, oh yeah, like we're we're still like on the fence because you know Senator Amidala isn't dead. Like I want her head on my desk right now because you know I'm Newt Gunray. I'm the bad guy from the last movie, so therefore <laughs> I am I am bad. They, they they basically just emphasize Separatist bad, Republic good in this movie when it's like. No, there's probably like there's like a legitimate reason why the separatists are leaving. They just don't acknowledge that in this movie that the the Republic Senate is corrupt. Like so much corruption is going in that that's why they're leaving so they can form their own government and they don't address that. They just focus on Oh, they're like, leaving. They're bad. Yeah, 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 it's like separatists bad. We are building droid army. Droids bad. Clones good. They they just they 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 dumb it down so much and I felt like they didn't need to do that. They should have had like some kind of not necessarily a sympathetic moment, but something that you could kind of um I guess empathize with that you, yes. you can like understand like, wait, why are they leaving? Other than the fact that it's like they just want power for themselves because that's literally the only reason that they're giving us. They, they, they yeah, yeah, and they don't really they don't really address what the separatists or any of this until clone wars when we meet uh lux Bontari, where it's the whole like you know just because you're a jedi when he meets ahsoka just because you're a jedi doesn't mean okay you're a jedi you're not bad i'm a separatist i'm not bad we're just yeah people. and it, yeah and i i yeah i totally love that episode of just like oh we kind of get to see that you know this war isn't black and white it is it's gray there's a lot of moral ambiguity to both sides of this war so yeah yeah exactly so when so Padme's like told, hey, uh, you're going to be, you know, guarded by uh, Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin. And I, I do kind of love right the first time we see Obi-Wan and Anakin. Again, it's been 10 years. Um, okay, so you guys have said that Obi-Wan's a master at this point, but he's still a Jedi Knight. He's still a Jedi Knight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And because so Anakin's not a knight yet. Right. And that's my other thing. So... Obi-Wan, okay, he probably took the trials sometime after Phantom Menace or whatever. And yeah. and is a knight for at least, at least 10 years. Because sometime after that, you know, pre going into the Clone Wars, Anakin is a Jedi Knight. So is Anakin just like flying through all this? Like he was a Padawan for 10 years and then he's a Jedi Knight for the I, next... I mean, pretty much. I mean, he... By that this point, they I feel like the there's like a a moment with like the council of like, well, 
we're kind of in the middle of the war and we're kind of leading that war now. We kind of needed as many knights as possible. So I felt like they kind of expedited and rushed a, a little bit of the steps of their yeah. process. So because I think it got to the point where they were kind of like, I mean, they did have like the training of like Padawans in, in groups. Like that wasn't like an unheard of thing, but I felt like they were kind of doing that uh, a bit more so than usual than they were doing previously. Yeah. Okay. Because um, it seemed like yeah. a lot of bad eggs slipped through the cracks, even amongst the higher ranking Jedi. Yeah. Like someone yeah. that I don't want to mention because, you know, if you have nothing nice to say about them, don't say anything nice uh, at all, Punkrell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. <laughs> I kind of just do love right away. We do see like Anakin's very nervous to see Padme again. And, and Obi-Wan is very, it's very much, you can see like how different he is compared to Qui-Gon of his. Yeah. He, he yeah. but the thing is he doesn't like under, like, you know, not saying he doesn't understand. He just knows what is expected of a Jedi. And Anakin isn't quite, he's kind of, skimming along those lines he yeah he he is he keeps kind of teetering on the fence between like being like too overly emotional and then being insanely competent and strong with the force to the point where it's like okay let's roll back a bit anakin this is kind of it's kind of overkill let's um let's not do any aggressive negotiations what the fuck is that? We're Jedi. <laughs> We're not going to threaten this guy with a lightsaber. But um, I do think that Hayden Christensen does a good job of, you know, showing he is not like he, he thinks he's so ready and he thinks he's so mature. He, I think he's really great at showing like his, the, all of the, the good and the bad of Anakin. And the fact yeah. that he is very emotional. And we find out like, when he first sees Padme, he's like definitely trying to flirt with her. And it's like oh, yeah. hilarious and awkward. And I just don't understand. Like, it's not even that he's, it, it's not even that, okay, he's been thinking about her for the last 10 years. Okay, fine. But like, it's again, also been 10 years. She hasn't shown any, like, it just seemed, why was all of the flirting and why is all the interest coming from him? the one person in this who really shouldn't be as opposed to the senator, which actually makes sense because she says, you know, she can't either. Like she knows she can't be with him because he's a Jedi, but I found it just awkward and funny that it's all coming from the one person that really is not supposed to (laughs) be doing this. And Obi-Wan doesn't really, he kind of says like (laughs) when, you know, like, Oh, it's clear that he's, you know, into Padme. He's like, you've made a commitment with uh, the Jedi of commitment that's not easily broken. And it's like, it seems like it's very easily broken. If like, yeah, so many people have <laughs> leave it. Yeah. I mean, they even gave like special, ex- I don't even know if this is uh part of the canons or legends. Uh, they, they gave special exemption to Kiati Mundi to uh, have, Oh yes. yeah. He had, what was it? Like three wives. Well, he had like three wives it's and his, seven daughters or something like that males are very rare in his species yeah. so he has an exemption to go back and keep the population um, going yeah they population yeah, they, going yeah the male birth rate was so low and the um 
infant mortality rate was so high that his species was like having a population crisis. So they gave him special exemption to help repopulate. And I think he had like, like three or five wives and like seven daughters or something like that. Who are we talking about? Yes. His planet heavily enforced polygamy because, you know, wait, no, who's who's planet? The Conehead. Oh, Kiari Mundi. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? That guy. Oh, that guy. Okay. Um. So this is okay. This is another thing I was saying before. This movie does. There's quite a bit of telling and not showing, or showing for too long. And in the beginning, they're like, you know. It's when it's when it's just before your favorite scene, the bounty hunting scene, when they try to uh, kill Padme with the centipedes, and they're using <laughs> they're using Padme. He finds out that he's using her as bait, and I kind of wish. And Obi Wan's like, "Wait, what? No!" And and Anakin's like, "No, it's her idea." And I kind of just wish we saw that interaction, that dis- that decision, or even like the beginning, the build up to it, because. Their entire relationship, Anakin's like obviously really into Padme. Okay, that's that's clear. And we know way later that she was always into him, but obviously holding back. And I kind of yeah. just wish we saw their relationship a little more prior to getting to, prior to leaving for Naboo. And I think just them talking would have been here as opposed to it's when she's packing. Like not saying that conversation's pointless but i kind of just wish we saw that scene like especially because if he cares about her so much he's really trusts her if he's if he's comfortable using her as bait i mean he's probably not comfortable with it but he's very comfortable with her making her own which is good (laughs) making her own decisions it just seems like kind of contradictory um but also in that same scene we find out that he's uh having he doesn't really like to sleep because he keeps having like nightmares or visions about his mother and actually wait no i i'll get there wait i don't i i'm jumping <laughs> the gun because it's tied to another yeah. thing that we're going to talk about later um but so so yeah. the centipede show up and during <laughs> that scene i i was watching this with the captions on i didn't realize that while all that's going on of like the centipede is going in like evading r2's security which it's like are, are these are these centipedes actually bounty hunters they're evading security <laughs> by a droid i'm surprised they didn't hire somebody yeah it's like <laughs> they hired the bed bugs to, to try and kill her How, they, they delegated what were they gonna but, um, do like bite her poisoner or poison? okay. they were, yeah it's like they're, they're very poisonous yeah. so yeah they're they, they're actually assassined or they're they're creatures regularly used for assassination so yeah they they actually are assassin known as bugs. calhoun and I do um, love this next scene of the like it's like a car chase basically. Yeah, but but before oh, that, okay. like I was I was watching this with with captions on, um, and it was funny because during all of that, I didn't realize that Anakin and Obi Wan are actually discussing politics, and it's actually a very interesting conversation. Oh, that yeah. I kind of wish that they focused on. It's like they're talking about like, oh yeah, no, like most politicians only cater to to their campaign fund and only. Uh, resorting to power, and then he kind of talks about like Palpatine, saying that like, oh yeah, he he seems to focus uh, on like the prejudices of the other senators in order to rile them up and and 
stay popular through the masses and it's like can we see an example of that that seems really interesting that you're noticing this and anakin isn't and he's saying like well i think you're wrong i think he's a good man and then they they go on with the car chase and it's like can can we focus on that conversation please that is i would assume super interesting that is really interesting but i would assume that they're not focusing on it because it's happening in the background like the focus it's like we're in padme's room that the conversation's just in the background and i would assume that it's not the focus because george lucas still doesn't want us to put together that uh palpatine is going to be the emperor I know, but I mean, yeah. like, who else could it be? I mean, yeah, fair enough. I, I, I recognize that profile from that hood. You think a hood's gonna gonna make me forget who? I know who that chin anywhere. I, yeah. I know that chin and those lips and that nose anywhere. So, the car chase, I think, is really it's fun and like, uh, I just I I love Coruscant is really cool and really yeah. I love the design for it, and I think that's yeah. I I, yeah. I do think that the car chase goes on a little bit. A little bit too yeah, long. I agree with it. it. Does go on for a little bit too long. There's apparently I, I haven't watched the movie, well, so <laughs> I, I didn't get a chance to look for it. But there is a scene at one point in the car in the chase where often like the bottom corner of the screen, there's an X-wing being chased by three Tie Fighters. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. In in the I city. Don't... Yeah. Just like down and like wait, those those ships those ships haven't even been made yet. Exactly. <laughs> what the hell? It's just like some wacky Easter egg the animators put in. I mean, I I do remember they put um in Revenge of the Sith they put uh the Millennium Falcon is like seen like in the Senate building at, uh, at some point. I think around the time when like Anakin like arrives when when you know you must choose like that scene. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Like prior to well, the Order sixties, yeah. The Millennium Falcon, or at least a YT twenty one hundred freighter, shows up in this movie also. Nice. When it's one, it's the scene where we're we're about to get to it, where um Anakin and Padme are arriving on Naboo in the transport ship. As they're oh coming, yeah, because the they, overhead yeah, they, shot they, they, of the they, spaceport, there's um a Millennium Falcon just like parked. Wait, is it is it when they're at? Arriving on Naboo, or when they're arriving on Tatooine, arriving two different it's scenes. Arriving on Naboo. Okay. The scene oh, where damn. they're they so they decide to go back to Naboo, and uh, yeah, in that packing scene, like Anakin's just like, wham, 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 Anakin, uh, Obi Wan, holding me back. It comes off so ch- uh, immature, and I kind of, I do kind of, it's funny, but it also it's like. Going, I think the previous scene was Obi Wan saying, "I think he's he's really arrogant and he's not ready." And then the next scene of him is just like, "I mean, he's a good master, but it's just I love that the next scene was just showing, yep, exactly how arrogant he is." And I mean, yeah, he throws him a lady in there. <laughs> and I swear to God, I was like, I someone had to have animated like a fedora on his head when he said that, it's like milady. <laughs> but I did that. uh but that's the he's like looking at Padme and she's like, stop looking at me that way. He's like, why? He's like, cause it makes me uncomfortable. It's like, yeah, it's making, yeah, it's making a lot of people uncomfortable. Like, yeah. Um, but when they, so they got, you know, going back to Naboo and when they're on that, uh, transport, cause they take like, what is like public transportation? Basically. Yeah. 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 They, yeah they're, they're smuggling themselves in. Basically it's basically like trees. riding the train. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're taking the intergalactic tr- Greyhound bus. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but that scene, um, I, for some reason, I 
completely I it's like this movie I remember Anakin and Obi-Wan arriving and then the car chase scene then I seem to not remember anything up until like they they're like arrive on Naboo slash uh you know obi-wan's going off and whatever obi-wan's doing but like i'm like why do i i'm like i don't remember the scene at all and i remembered the conversation where she's being at where she's asking like you know uh are you allowed to love and he's like oh well you know uh we're encouraged we're in- to be passionate so yes we're you say we're encouraged to love it's like yes that's yeah. what that means that, that, i mean that's <laughs> i mean that is very very loose and <laughs> yeah. rough interpretation of the actual rules you're definitely splitting hairs but um Sam, I'm I'm kind of surprised you you kind of glossed over one of the most important characters of the entire saga. Wait, Jar Jar? What? No, <laughs> Elon Sleeves Bong Sleeves Bagano. You want to buy oh, yeah. some death sticks? <laughs> oh, I forgot. I oh my god, I love that scene because uh, Obi Wan is so damn sassy, and it just gets better worse <laughs> throughout. But I just kind of love that. Yeah, like. Can you imagine? Do you want to buy? Do you want to buy some death sticks? You don't want to sell me any death sticks. I don't want to sell you any death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. Can you imagine how much and, different the world would be if there were Jedi's? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But apparently, at at one point, um, as like kind of like a random like background Easter egg, that character like later on. I think it was, like, in a comic or something, or in, like, a book or something. He is, like, walking around in the background. He's, like, you know, he's, like, all cleaned up and everything. And he's walking, holding hands with his little boy. It's, like, he did clean up and rethink his life. <laughs> That's the it's scene. Like, good, good on you, Obi-Wan. You should just do that shit more often. Just people making bad decisions. Just rethink your life. Just do better for yourself. That's the scene but, uh, where Obi-Wan, they go into, it's, like, a club. And, they they yeah. roll up into a... And- Obi-Wan says... A cantina, and Obi-Wan cuts off a hand. <laughs> as he's known to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> That's his go-to move whenever he goes into a cantina. Just, sorry, force a habit. But, but um, they walk in, and he's like, I swear, Anakin, one day you'll be the death of me. And we're all like, ah, ha, 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 because he will. This is a, called a power move called foreshadowing. <laughs> yes. This is a move we call in the industry called foreshadowing, people. That um, may I, be I, my favorite piece of trivia that I've seen in here. <laughs> yeah, fine. I, I have to get the wording on it. it um, um, it's says Danikin will be the death of him. This is a reference to Darth Vader killing Obi Wan in Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope. Like uh, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> does that also, have to be stated? And, and also, um, kind of in the in the background, we see. Um, Anthony Daniels and Ahmed Best just dressed up as random characters kind of in the background uh, as, as random patrons of this bar. Uh, oh. And those are the actors of C-3PO and Jar Jar Binks, respectively. Oh, okay. That's fun. Yeah, I like this little, little fun um, fact for you guys. Also, also in the crowd are the people who handled R2-D2. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not it's, know that. It's the R2-D2 handler and then his droid team. That's awesome. Wait, is this okay. uh, part of film crew or in the world of Star Wars? The film crew who handled R two D two. Okay, so hey, okay. yeah. you said his droid crew. I'm like, wait. Yeah, wait, yeah. I was like confused. Or his like too. droid team. Yeah, it's like the other droid handlers and stuff. So, gotcha. um, but when <laughs> I was like having questions, like I don't remember seeing Kenny Baker in that scene. <laughs> so, like you know, Anakin is 
protect going off and protecting Padme and Obi-Wan is trying to he oh this is like the weird was it the 50s diner because that is the best scene do not I'm not disrespecting or his diner (laughs) I'm just like okay (laughs) I have so many fond memories of both Dex and his diner from the Lego Star Wars video game that is holy sacred ground man okay but um, <laughs> but uh, his he's like friends with the chef who basically he shows him like the end of what was it that he showed him? Because he's like, oh, this uh, is from Camino. Django's J- um, Camino saber dirt that he uses to kill uh, Sam. Okay, and um, because because she was because they caught her at, right. in the club and she was like like about to spill the brain spill the beans <laughs> on who hired the her. Spill the brains, and then, you know, he, he shot her with a dart from super far away in incredible accuracy, might I add. Good on you, Django. No wonder they made a clone army out of you. So, so um, but he is going into, he goes into, like, the archives, like, the library, and what's her name? Is it, is it Jocosta? Jocosta uh, Jaco- New. I kind of, she is like, he's like, oh, that's weird. There should be a planet right here. And she's like, well, it doesn't look like there is. He's like, is it up to date? And she's like, if, yes. It's like, she's so offended <laughs> by the fact that her that there's a possibility that something's not up to date. But this next scene, so he goes to so Yoda is training a bunch of younglings, and is Yoda the one that deals with the younglings? Because he's probably the I would think I know he can be really intimidating, but he's probably the least intimidating. I mean, a lot of the the older masters on the council um, deal with, like, training of the younglings. It kind of just depends on, like, who's in the temple at the time to actually train them. But since Yoda is there pretty much, like, all the time. So, yeah, he he does handling a lot of the uh, just general, like, basic training of the younglings, not so much of taking on Padawans. Because I don't think he had a Padawan for a while since uh, Dooku. I think that was canonically his last padawan uh, until like you know him training Luke. Yeah. so i guess technically that was his last padawan okay um, um i could be yeah. completely yeah, yeah. wrong but that's what i remember uh, i mean as old as dooku was yoda had to have had someone else in there i'm sure I, yeah i'm sure he had but if, it, as far as like, if it's canon or if it's still canon no one knows yeah but i mean as far as i know that was his last padawan yeah I, there should have been like probably like you know like another couple in there but that those are the ones that i remember because he's had you know hundreds of padawans because he's hundreds of years old um yeah but um but, in yeah. this scene so he like shows the you know the archives and like th- basically yoda's like younglings like hey let's help him and if there's a if if this me- th- this means this then what is what is and they i i didn't so basically, the younglings are like, "Oh, someone must have erased uh, the planet, the data. the data." And I, this is, I'm. It's not that they figured it out. It's just how did Obi Wan not figure this out on his own? I I think he had suspicions. He just needed like, am I am I the crazy one here? Am I the asshole for thinking someone just alt deleted this? I need I need someone else to be kind of like on the same page here. And it's like, okay, all these kids think this happened as well. It's like, okay, my suspicions are somewhat confirmed. Let's go check this planet out. Thanks, Yoda. Okay, because part of me I, was like... I think like, that was pretty much what that scene was supposed to confirm. Because part of me is like, why not just go there? And if there's nothing there... But I understand, like, okay, maybe he wants to double check before he makes the trip. 
Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, hey, does anyone know about this? No? It's like, oh, got deleted. Hey, Yoda, you wouldn't happen to know anything about that, would you? It's like, it's like, hmm. Well, I did have that one Padawan that's currently leading a Separatist movement that might spark a civil war that used to be a Jedi, but I doubt that's 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 completely related. I don't think that's related at all. <laughs> yeah. Go check it out. So, Go check out the planet. I don't care. <laughs> so when Anakin and Padme arrive on Naboo, and the scene was hilarious because they're like in a, it's like a, I don't know, a meeting, and the, and and she's like, okay, I think. Oh, so there's some. It's, is it the guy from the from Phantom Menace? The uh, I don't know what what's his role, but he's the one that sent the video of Phantom Menace of like. Oh yeah, I, I think he's just like a like right. a, a local he's governor the, or something um, like that. He's essentially like okay. the governor. Yeah. Oh right, right. Okay. So he says like, like that. Uh, Master Jedi, what's your what's your opinion? And just before he answers, Padme's like, Oh no, he's not a Jedi. He's a Padawan learner. And then it's like, Excuse me. And I just thought that was. So- but then <laughs> the next part is when she's like, Oh, we should go to the like lake, the lake country, and you know, and he's like, Um. Hey, I'm in charge of this, and it's like it's another you know scene of how Anakin is yeah incredibly arrogant. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, "We're here because like, I and, know stuff yeah. that you don't." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and she just like immediately like, just like puts him in checks. Like, yeah, we're here because I'm from here. I know the safe places to be. It's like, fine, okay. <laughs> it's just this entire movie. He's trying really hard to be cool, and it backfires. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, but okay, when they get to the, which is really, it's a really beautiful set or location. I like pretty much all of Naboo. Yeah, just looks amazing because I mean, this is the rich planet. Mm-hmm. Even even like the Gungan cities. Excuse me, sorry. Yeah. Um, even the Gungan cities, which pretty much are like declared as like, like they're basically like I think it was they're like classified as like a lower tech tree, like they're a lower uh like a, a tier lower technology wise than the actual like other residents of Naboo. Their cities are still really beautiful. Yeah. Like I would want to live there. Well it's the Gungans are the natives and the humans show yeah, up later. I, I had that backwards, but yeah. As humans yeah. do. <laughs> they kinda they kinda just colonize everything. <laughs> so Yeah. Um when they get to the la- lake uh house or whatever, um Yeah. Padme was she wear? She has so many damn costume changes in this movie, and there's times where I'm like, <laughs> I, it, I think it really irritated me. in um, uh, later when they go to Tatooine, but she has so many costume changes. Was she wearing that when they traveled, and that was just her dress underneath, or was that uh, she changed before going to the lake house? It's like, what? Why did you need to change? Well, it's. This is where those deleted scenes of them going to visit her family. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, there's just like two or three scenes of just like her. Because I would assume her family lives in Theed or near there. Yeah, I think it, I want to say it was in Theed because one of the scenes are like them walking in like a, a pretty like, like, you know, packed. Um, not really packed because there wasn't a lot of people in the scene, but it was um like a very yeah. condensed building wise. Um, um square and then walking in like this very large open like backyard overlooking a a, a lake or, or a body of water yeah so, okay. it, but yeah. yeah no like it i kind of wish that some of those at least one of the scenes of just like her introducing the family because at one point 
Anakin is like kind of like walking around in the backyard, kind of like, oh, I'm gonna go survey the perimeter, make sure this this area is safe. And like her dad goes with, and they're just kind of like talking about like, is like how how much in danger is she really? Is like you know, she'll never admit it, but you know, her she's had like several attempts on her life by now. So it's like you you promise me you'll keep her safe. It's like I promise. That would have been a good scene, Padme's- because I'm assuming. I'm assuming her family does not know about Anakin as, you know, as things go on. Well, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that because while that's going on, Padme, her sister and her mom are in the kitchen. Yeah, I was waiting for that. So what's this, what's the story with uh, him? He's like very cute. It's like, oh, oh, please. That's just Anakin. It's like, I've seen the way he looks at you. It's like the same way that like you look at him and they basically just like, very heavily hinted, it's like, yeah, he likes you and you like him. It's like, don't don't deny it. Like, I'm your mother. You, you can't lie to me about something like that. Yeah, I kind of wish that scene stayed now that I'm hearing it because it just, like, it's all Anakin. It is all on Anakin, which is why their kiss scene, their first kiss scene, I feel like is a little pointless because they don't admit. he She doesn't, he doesn't, it's like actually fully admit how much he cares about her till way later. Yeah. And it just, but, the, the kiss just seemed like, eh, doesn't, I don't know. It wasn't pointless. It just didn't need to be there. I mean, I feel like it needed to happen because like right before that, this, the, the such romantic dialogue. Okay. Anakin said. Wait. <laughs> it's just, ooh. That's that's a panty jobber sentence right there. Uh, What's the line, please. Kevin? Say the line. <laughs> I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Not like here. <laughs> I actually put on subtitles because I went <laughs> I went back like three times. Well, actually, when we first were watching these, I kept saying, "Wait, when's the sand part? When's the sand yeah. part?" Because I knew you had shown me that scene, but I didn't know when. It, when. It was coming when it was popping so all up. Through Phantom Menace. I'm like, when's the sa-? you're like, oh, it's the next one. But um, <laughs> I put on subtitles because I always thought that the next line was um, not like you, and I'm like, that's oh yeah, and and then and then he like kind of like strokes like the her back because you know of course she has to have that an open. Bed oh my dress. god. Okay, I'm this is I, I'm holding back because I want to wait. It's later when they're on Geonosian. I have a whole thing about. Her oh yeah. Wait. 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 Exactly wait. You're Hold about. it. I don't want to. We're not talking about it yet. But um. But like <laughs> when he says, I I like put on subtitles because I'm like, is he ta- is he saying here? Which I mean, I'm still implication is Padme, but is he saying here or you? And I had to put subtitles. I'm like, oh, okay, and. I realized hearing the line, the dialogue, and the delivery, the line's hilarious, but I realized I don't think his delivery on it is horrible, and I realized the line itself is a lot less stupid than I had always had (laughs) viewed it, because it could have... It's kind of just... It's kind of just become a meme at this point. It's just taken a life of its own <laughs> yeah. and been exaggerated. Star Wars. To the point I do, of, Star Wars. Yeah. I don't like sand coming to Disney Plus. I. Why not? I I feel like that would be the title for something. But I realized it's not his. Um, it's not the line, and it's not even the delivery. It's it follows. It's that it. It could have followed a larger conversation. And this is kind of what I was about to get into earlier, and then I decided not to. 
because the reason he doesn't like sand, right, is because of Tatooine and obviously his time on Tatooine and the fact that it is a very desert planet and there's sandstorms and it makes sense why he wouldn't like sand. And that could have led to her being like, oh, because of Tatooine and then discussion about how he's having nightmares about his mother because that's pretty important and that's kind of like Dooku. It come it gets brought up once and then it doesn't get brought up again until it's relevant. And it's like, I think it should have been brought up sooner and that would have been a great time because that's the reason he doesn't like sand. He was just using it as an excuse to flirt. I, I feel, Well, I feel like it's kind of implied why he doesn't like sand. I mean, okay, but it still oh. could have led to a larger conversation that connects to his mother, who is a very a very important prominent yes. y- yeah uh, yeah I, I yeah no i see what you're saying but it's just like i feel like there was enough context clues yeah of just knowing his general you know basic history of like oh yeah no i totally get why you don't like sand because you know you were slave on a desert planet yeah so. it's it's that, that it's just too. a stupid line because it's it's being used in his attempt to flirt because most of his scenes with padme are him trying to flirt with her. Yeah, just just like uh, how he went uh, cow surfing and then pretended to be dead. Because, <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing impresses a lady is more than riding a, a bovine bareback and pretending a, a fake injury. Which was which Ooh, was boy. so weird. He like play, he like pretended he's like struggled to get up and then just like ah like laid back on the ground. And and it works? Question mark. But so they get to they get to the lake house, and you know, like yeah, she's wearing her backless dress. Like she has so many costumes. I did think I liked her political stuff, obviously yeah. a little bit more. Um, but yeah. um, I'm trying to hold back on my whole thing later. <laughs> but but she changes from. Yeah, I I know exactly what you're talking she about. She changes. She's wearing her travel stuff. Either was wearing this dress underneath or changed. And then changes again when they go out to the field. And then changes again for dinner. And then changes like three times on Tatooine. And it's like, I just, she had so many damn costume changes. And I, and I, like I said, like this dress and her um, dinner dress, I thought were actually really pretty. I really liked them, but there were just so many. And it's like, we could have cut down at least one. I, I, I know I've said this before, but I really want to know just the budget for <laughs> yes. Natalie Portman's co- like just, just <laughs> costume and makeup. It was towards because... the CGI and her uh, her costumes, her her wardrobe. Yeah, because I yeah, because I remember seeing like there were so many like um like rare like uh, uh Star Wars action figures and other like memorabilia of just like here's like queen amidala and like all these like different dresses and like all these like because like each dress was like a different like figure yeah and it was um i think they had like a um a brain deal with um with barbie because you yeah know, it was like female character it's something to kind of get yes uh, girls more interested yeah. into it and just like each barbie like of like padme had like a different dress or, or something like that and it, it became a very sought after collectible because you know star wars and this is something that's not traditionally associated with star wars is barbie so it kind of became something that took a life of its own when it's like how many dresses were there what was the budget it just for this? annoys me because it's like 
particularly um, the dress she's wearing when they arrive, the backless one and the like off the shoulder one when they're in the field. It's like both of those were like designed for specifically for a cheesy romance novel outfit. It's like that is it's like <laughs> it's just a, like a really fancy dress that she will never ever wear again and it's specifically to kind of oh because they're in this really pretty location she's here with hot guy let's let's give her let's give her so many ridiculous dresses um (laughs) anyway um so obi-wan's you know makes it to kamino and is kamino always raining pretty much yes okay it's a storm okay like tatooine's a desert planet hoth's the ice planet Camino's yeah, the storm planet. If there's one thing I learned about Star Wars is that a planet can only have one type of uh, environment or, ge- or geographical setting. And Camino is Seattle. <laughs> I was going to say, is it the Seattle? Yes, it is. It is Tsunami Seattle. Because I, I think uh, Camino is like 99% ocean or something or some crazy statistic like I that. Think it's more, I think it's more than that. Yeah, yeah probably. So... Uh, Obi-Wan arrives and what, so they, Kevin, you take the wheel with this or you or Ben take the wheel with this because I feel like this is where I get really mixed up on. So a different Jedi, a different Jedi who was told to be dead is the one that organized all this. So yeah, so, so Obi-Wan finally goes to, to, um, Kamino to track down like where Jango Fett is. He gets there and he's approached by uh Kaminoan by the name of Tan Wee or Ta- Ta- yeah, Tan Wee. Tan Wee. Yeah, Tan Wee. And it's like, oh Master Jedi, uh the Prime Minister is waiting for you. It's like, I'm expected. It's like I didn't announce I was coming. It's like, well, we've been waiting for so long. We were beginning to think you weren't coming. Please, this way. It's like uh, it's like, okay. So he meets the prime minister, and then the prime minister is like, oh, "Okay, nice to meet you. Uh, I'm Lama Su, uh, or Lama Su. Fuck, what was his name? It was like Lama Su. Uh, some, some, yeah, like so, that. something along those lines. I'm probably butchering his name, but yeah, Lama Su. And it's like, okay, let's get down to business. We have a uh, 200,000 units ready and ready to go, uh, with a million more well on the way. Uh, so um, if you could just tell." Uh, your master Sifidias, uh, the order will be met on time. And everyone's like, "Wait, what? What are you? What? What are you talking about?" First of all, it's like, "Yeah, uh, Master Sifidias." It's like, "Yeah, he died over ten years ago." It's like, "Oh, yeah, awkward." Well, I'm sure he would have been proud of what we made for him, right? It's like, "What army? What? Wait, what are you making?" It's like, "Yeah, we made a we made a clone army for the Republic." It's like, "Do, do you want to check it out?" It's like, "Uh, yeah, that's why I'm here. Let's let's do that." And he, he inspects the army and asks all these questions. And it's like, oh, yeah, they, they take, like, roughly 10 years to mature. Uh, it's kind of perfect timing. You guys got here when you did. I mean, we got, like, all these guys, like, ready to go. Um, our, our 100,000 units and a million more well on the way. 200,000. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen the movie. Yeah. Um, and, of course, we get to see... Um, all of them all suited up and we get uh, probably the closest we can get to the Imperial mm. March without <laughs> it being the Imperial March of them all just suited up. And just like, I remember seeing this in theaters and my jaw dropped when, when we saw that. And every time I see that scene of just them kind of like all like walking in formation, going up the, the ramp of the, their, their uh, cruiser and like, at the end. No, no, no. Well, that, but in, in, yeah, in 
this scene in particular of just them kind of like walking around um on on uh camino and it's like and like the like john williams score just like comes out of nowhere and it's just like very foreboding because it's like i remember watching this as a kid and i didn't really know how this was going to get into you know like darth vader and the empire and all that it's like wait these guys look like stormtroopers but so wait, are these good guys or bad guys? Because they're making they're making them sound like good guys, but they look like stormtroopers, and stormtroopers are bad guys. So I I always kind of had that like weird kind of like inkling of like what's going on? Something's not <laughs> something's not sitting right here with me, and um, it it kind of just evolved into it's like okay, uh, that's cool and all, but uh, where's um this bounty hunter I've been looking for? It's like oh yeah, he's up here. I I, well, I can take you to him. Fun fact about that shot of all the clone all the clones they never built a single suit of clone trooper armor for the movie it was all cgi i know and i'm i'm kind of disappointed they didn't at least make like a set of of armor there's a couple yeah. scenes in this movie where it i it looks like maybe it was all cgi but there's a couple moments where i'm like it looks like cgi and then it looks practical and i can't tell if i just was i'm wrong like the scene where uh uh, Jar Jar, uh, when Jar Jar is arriving, not arriving, sorry, uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin are first arriving, uh, Coruscant and Jar Jar is like greeting them. He's first walking, it looks like it's clearly CGI, and then it suddenly just looks like it looks bad, and then it looks not bad. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> is this real? Is this just better CGI? Like, is it, I don't, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I do agree. The either they nailed like the the physics of just like cloth effects of just like that that movement because mm-hmm. his clothes look 100% real at at one point when he's walking but then you see like you know like the rest of his head and it's like oh no wait that's there's no way that his head is practical it's, it's like moving and like you well know. it's there's something we didn't really get into in the last one but most of the shots with Jar Jar at least in Phantom Menace, they originally filmed with Ahmed Best wearing like a full Jar Jar costume yeah. with his head sticking out of the neck. And they were just going to kind of clean that up in CGI afterwards. And then they got into it and realized it was going to be just as much work to just do the whole character in CGI. And George was like, yeah, let's do that instead. Yeah, so they basically had Ahmed Best just as, um, I, I guess... Um, I guess physical inspiration. It's, yeah, because pretty cause much. I yeah, I don't think they. Yeah, because I don't think they use like really any of his like footage of him at, moving around in the scenes. They were just using him yeah. as visual reference so they can animate around I, him. So yeah, and then we kind of get the the awesome fight scene between uh, Jango Fett and Obi Wan uh, on on Kamino, and we get to see. Probably like one of my favorite guns in, in Star Wars as well. His his like handguns. They look very much like uh like yes. they, they look like revolvers. They, they look, they're probably like the closest thing to like an actual like cowboy like revolver that we're gonna get in Star Wars because they were just very like like his armor. It's very like chrome and slick and silvery looking and just like oh this dude's fancy. The, <laughs> the West Star thirty four. Yeah, they had like some like crazy like fancy serial number name. Um, Something like that. Yeah. And we get to see, you know, the slave one for the first time and, and you know, young Boba Fett. It was just it was just very cool kind of seeing it's like, oh, that's cool. We can see that before it turns into this, like uh Before he gets 
gets kicked and yeah. falls into Sarlacc pit. And then comes back. So when, uh, when Obi Wan, I don't, I don't think you talked about this, Kevin. But when Obi Wan knows, when Obi Wan and uh, Jango are talking, and I remember you like you love that scene so much because they're both like they both know exactly. Mm-hmm. They're both like kind of like kind of lying through their teeth, and they both know it essentially. Um, but what exactly? I was just getting mixed up because this is the stuff that I I struggle to follow in Star Wars. So Django knows exactly why Obi Wan's there, and he know and Obi Wan knows that Django knows exactly why he's there. Yeah. Is that really that's what's going on? More, le- yeah, pretty much. They're, pretty they're much. Ca- they're- because Jenga would have been yeah. it would have recognized Obi Wan from the street with Zim yeah earlier. For the most part, they're kind of just sizing each other up, and it's like okay, like when when Obi Wan's there, he's pretty much just initially there to just arrest this bounty hunter for conspiracy for trying to assassinate a senator, and also who also happens to be like a very good friend of his. Um, and they're like, surprise, we yeah, made like, you an army. It's like, okay, I got to take a couple steps back and figure out what the hell is going on. And it's like, is this part of another conspiracy? Because this is a lot more of a complex situation than a simple breach and clear and arrest this guy. I got to figure out what's going on. I don't think this guy knows what's going on. And I also need to confirm that this is, in fact, the bounty hunter I'm looking for. Um, and then That's like, the thing is, yeah. I feel like this movie, because it's it's... I think maybe that is another issue with the prequels is that there is, and we talked about this, they are building blocks, but they are unloading a lot of information that you do need. And I think kind of in this movie, the plot gets kind of lost within all of the information and all the things we're learning that I keep them like, Oh yeah, he's still trying to figure out who killed Padme. Like, because then it becomes about a whole new thing. Yeah. That you almost yeah, forget about the original. Yeah, content. pretty much. Because it's like, okay, I need to do this. And then he gets distracted by something else. And it's like, oh, but now I get to do this. But also this is going on. It's just constantly going back and forth of trying to figure out. It's like, oh, I found this, which led to this. It's just, he keeps following this insanely complicated and convoluted breadcrumb trail that just gets more and more crazy as he keeps going. It's like first, it's like yeah. it's 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 a simple, you know, I gotta arrest this guy for attempted murder, which leads into this, which kind of leads into like you know like this political conspiracy of like was he hired by the separatists? I gotta figure that out. Which leads into wait, he, there's an army of him. Wait, hold on, back up. I need I need information on this whole thing first. And it's like, okay, I'm just I'm just gonna bring him in for questioning on all of this because this is starting to give me a headache. And then he runs, and that leads him to Geonosis, and it's like, so wait, he is working with the Separatists? Dooku's, Dooku's behind the assassination? It's like, okay, that clears up that loose end, but now I still gotta figure out about this army, and now I'm stuck here on Geonosis, and now I'm captured, and it just yeah. it just kept keeps unfolding, and it, it gets to a point where like he can't answer any of these questions because something keeps hindering him or getting in the way, and then pretty much it gets to the point where like the movie ends, and then there's that huge time leap. And it's like, well, I yeah. guess we're going to forget about my investigation because he literally never mentions it again until like the last like, like until like season six of Clone Wars. Like, oh, yeah, he did mention that what Dooku did mention that one thing to me at one time. Huh. Yeah. I probably should have looked into that in like the three <laughs> years since we've had that conversation. Well, they were busy fighting a war. True. But I mean, it's like you had you had some downtime in those three years at some point, <laughs> I'm sure. So, uh, 
like back on Naboo and uh, you know Anakin, and to me, this is just another great example of of uh, Anakin acting very young because he uses the Force to uh, grab Padme's pear and then cut it and then send it back to her and 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 uh, oh, so romantic. <laughs> Obi-Wan caught me doing this, he'd be very grumpy. And it's just like, <laughs> how old are you? Very it's grumpy. Just, it's a child way of saying that. I, I also remember they, they I think they did uh, a thing on that on um Visual Effects Artist React on, on Corridor Crow on YouTube where they, they covered that scene. The tracking of that pair, that the pair doesn't exist. Like that I was completely figured, CG'd. Yeah. And and it, it you can tell because it just looks it's like, like it's, four, it looks like it's, it's like four polygons. Yeah, it looks like it's made out of rubber. <laughs> this thing is like way too shiny to be a pear. And her tracking on it of like her stabbing it with the fork, she just kind of like it, it looks like she kind of misses it. And then when she takes a bite, just like a huge chunk is missing, even though she visibly takes like such a small bite. But also the pear, she grabs it with her fork, and I'm like. The thing about a fork is, like, it'd be hard to grab something in the air. You kind of need, like, when you ha- grab some food off your plate, you have, like, okay, the plate is putting, pre- you're putting pressure on something, and the plate is making it, helping it not move, like, or the fork's helping it not move. Well, let, let, like, how? Let's just, let, let's just imagine that he's putting some kind of pressure with the okay, force that she's able to do that. Like, that's, that's, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's the only, that's the only way that can make and sense. And also... <laughs> Is there are there servants or anybody there because to help Padme with her also as many costumes the changes that she has her hair changes I, I as think well? so because I because I think we see like a, a a random person like put their food on their table prior to him doing okay. the you know the forced pair thing so there's definitely like just like remedial like uh, servants yeah. to do some some like just general labor there so I'm sure there's like a few like trusted individuals or they were just there prior to them showing up yeah um okay because like, i i think it's just a private um lake house that either i it's very unclear if like does she own this lake house or her family owns it or it's just an already existing lake house with like 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 it's an airbnb or like a hotel or something and they're just it's like here come to this lake house it comes with its own uh staff she said and crew. her family goes there a lot I think it's something... or they used to go there so maybe yeah. it's theirs or it's just a, yeah like airbnb style it's just a place they would go something. maybe it's not there like they rented it yeah. i don't know um yeah or something like that um, yeah but we get to the scene where it on youtube this is titled anakin attempts to seduce padme and the thing is I feel like, I'm like, when I'm watching this, I'm like, is this really seduction? It's more of him just saying, I I care about you. I mean, I was seduced, so. (laughs) It's more of him just saying, I. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you guys. I'm serious as an arrow and I'm seduced by that. It's just him, like, uh, just saying he really cares about her. And her being like, no, we can't be together because of, but then, because despite how we feel, and he's like, oh, so you do feel something. And then, you know. We would, when he says, like, we don't have to tell anybody, and she's like, we'd be living a lie. It'd destroy us. And he's like, oh, you're right. And then that's just it. And I thought, like, I mean, they did pretty much, it wasn't really the lie that destroyed them. I mean, they weren't wrong, but they weren't right at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, there's, I mean, uh, 
in like close. I will talk about it more when we get to uh, Friends of the Sith, but I feel like in there is like a thing in Clone Wars, like a whole like a, like a little bit of an arc of like they don't have a normal relationship because they can't just go out in public and they can't just like be together. And that comes up a couple of times. And so it's not even just like, oh, it'll destroy our lives. I'm like, I don't really see how it would destroy your life. It'd be hard. But like, and it is hard. Um, yeah. But, but they're just, but then later when he's like, I thought we decided not to fall in love. It's like, um, that wasn't, I don't think what was said. It was just, we're not going to be together. So listen, listening skills, Anakin. And <laughs> we get then, you know, him like having a nightmare. And I kind of wish we actually, or a vision or whatever. I kind of wish we saw it. I mean, we hear it and it like yeah, but it, I, watching I, it with subtitles. We, we see it's like Shmi Skywalker is, is saying this. So it's like, we know that it is his mother. So it's just, and yeah, also just, you, you do realize that the visual of that would be her being tortured by Tusken Raiders. I think that's a bit much for, for okay, a Star Wars enough. movie. <laughs> I think yeah okay fair enough it's really it's just because we've been getting so little of it we hear about the beginning and then we don't hear about it till the end until again it's relevant and so him just like in bed we're hearing you know like what's going on but he's just going no mom no it's just like it it just seemed it was like kind of awkward but if yeah if it would have probably been too much to show then that yeah yeah it's like it's like i i know that like star wars just kind of like ride the line between being like geared too too much towards kids and then geared too much for adults i feel like showing a scene like that would be way geared too much yeah okay you also have to remember this movie was rated pg yeah and it had (laughs) several ones it was uh, removed It's the last Star Wars movie to be rated PG, but it was still rated PG. Were the originals PG? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. PG-13 didn't exist yet. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, you guys talked about about that at the end of The Goonies. Yep. Yeah. I just listened to that oh! an hour <laughs> hey, ago. Hey, thanks for listening to us, man. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, okay. Anyway. Um, uh, but then, uh, then... Side, side note. What, what did you yeah. listen to us on? Uh, Google Podcast. Nice. All right. Yeah. So yeah. we're on Google Podcast. Yeah, yeah, listen to us, folks. <laughs> so I think that's a good time for us to pause on this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I was hoping we would. I was hoping maybe when we started, maybe this will be like an hour and a half. But no, we have there's too there's so much to talk about in these movies. Like, yeah, no, I I feel like every like movie going forward for for the prequels is just going to be broken down into two parts like this and so almost one <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not complaining on that it's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah it's just these things are just, these movies are just insanely fun to talk about yeah and yeah there just there's so much information and so much that happens and they might not be as like cinematically like phenomenal as the original but the storytelling is pretty key yeah because at least it obviously connects to what will happen next so uh on that note uh, uh yes. i'm samantha oh Donaldson. no wait sam where, where, oh, where can people uh, find us oh i keep <laughs> okay <laughs> where can people find us don't get frustrated <laughs> i mean um, ben was able to find well, us I mean, on google you podcast. can find it on google podcasts obviously yeah yeah um uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and uh, recently Overcast. Um, so yeah, we're um, 
yeah, please like and subscribe. Uh, write a review. That'd be nice. Hopefully, hopefully it's something nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Comment on what uh, movie you guys want us to talk about, and uh, we'll continue on with our uh, plan. But if there's something that you guys want us to talk about in our goofy uh, antics, uh, let us know. Like Ben, do, do you have a suggestion for a movie that you would want us to cover in the future? Ooh, pressure. I've literally been thinking about that for like weeks. Oh, I, I haven't no. thought of anything. Oh, come yeah. on! I oh, have. What are, I have a couple of things, but I have to. I have to go back and check on them again. All right, that that that's your homework for for Revenge okay. of the Sith. At the end of that episode, you give us a suggestion for a movie to cover for for a future episode. Okay. That's your homework. Okay. All right, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> so on that actual note, I'm Samantha Tomlinson. I'm Kevin Tracy. And I'm Ben Decker. All right, bye everyone. Bye.